welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and today we are reviewing the films Slug Terra, The Elementals, Guardians of the Galaxy, 100 Foot Journey, Planes, Fire and Rescue, Get On Up, and discussing the red carpet events for Guardians of the Galaxy and 100 Foot Journey. So right now we are speaking with Simone and Asaf Fig. Key, if I'm saying it correctly, about Slug Terra. <laughs> I, I really tried for you about Slug Terra, the elementals. So take it away, Simone. Thank you, Brianna. Hi, my name is Simone Sharif, and today I will be. Re- uh, sorry. Hi, my name is Simone Sharif, and I will be interviewing Mr. Asif Fibke. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Simone. And I had recently watched Slug Terra, and I found it to be very interesting, but in a good way. I love how you created this high-tech world around a very common creature, the slug. But before we get into that, what made you want to pursue a career in animation? Well, I mean, I, uh, I actually uh, started um, um, in live action. I, took a, 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 I went to film school here in Vancouver, where, uh, where I grew up after going to university, and... Um, I actually started um, by getting a job um, as a producer at a, a company that was producing a show called mm-hmm. East Wars Transformers, and uh, it was the, one of the first 3D shows, um, 3D animation shows uh, that I'd been uh, um, sort of exposed to. And after that, um, um, I was just sort of hooked on uh, on the idea of animation and particularly 3D animation. And uh, you know, uh, 15 years later, um, you know, here I am with my own studio and creating some of my own shows. Wow. Well, what exactly does an animation producer do? Well, I mean, I suppose they're very similar to what a um, a regular movie producer does. The you know you um, look to uh, get an idea if you have one of your own or um, to sort of uh, you know buy one from writers um, in the case of Slug Terra it was my own idea um, but then what you end up doing is um, you know you'll hire writers you'll hire the director you'll hire artists um, you know and then if it's a movie you'll hire actors but in the case of animation you'll hire animators who make those actors come alive um, you do have some actors, but you know they're actually voice actors, so um, uh, they then need to have a persona put to them, and so that's where the whole animation and modeling and imaging team come together, and they make those those uh, characters come alive. Um, but then it kind of goes the same way after that. You do um, your music, and you do your sound, and you finally mix it all together, and then the producer takes it from there and uh, goes to. Uh, out to the world to um, you know to sell the show to different broadcasters or different movie theaters. Um, so again, similar to uh, a, you know a movie or a television producer, just with uh, digital actors instead. Wow, seems like a lot of hard work. It's uh, it's hard, but it's fun. Mm. So how did you come up with the idea of Slug Terra? Well, it was um, I mean. 
I, off the back of the first show I created called uh, Stormhawks, um, which was sort of all about uh, Sky Knights, uh, you know, who are uh, in sort of biplanes, uh, these super-powered biplanes of the future. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, this idea that instead of doing the, the sky, we wanted to see whether we do an underground world. Um, and while doing that, um, I've always kind of been... I've been interested in westerns, but never has that really worked well for kids. Um, the idea of gunslinging just didn't really connect um, for obvious reasons. Uh, right. I, have two, <laughs> I have two little boys, and the last thing I want them doing is watching gunplay. But it kind of dawned on me that what if these, uh, that instead of guns, they were sort of uh, launchers or blasters, so to say, uh, so to speak. And you know, what if instead of uh, the bullets, these uh, the ammo was kind of your best friends? You know, these little creatures that uh, that uh, not only um, uh, get shot out of these blasters, but really want to, and then end up getting um, you know uh, finding their inner power by doing so. And so the whole concept sort of came out of that, and then um, from there we wrapped, um, you know, sort of a hero's journey around the uh, around the world, and uh, that's where we came to. Wow, really interesting. And one question I've had since I've seen the movie is why slugs? Why slugs? Um, I think that they're just, uh, you know, uh, who doesn't like slugs? Come on, it's a it's a boys' show, I guess, uh, and uh, slugs are the. Uh, you know the I think the ultimate uh, in potentially gross but potentially cute to a boy. <laughs> wow, really interesting. Yeah. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and today you're listening to the Voice America Kids. And today we're reviewing the films Slug Terra, The Elementals, Guardians of the Galaxy, 100 Foot Journey, Planes, Fire and Rescue, Get On Up, and discussing the red carpet events for Guardians of the Galaxy and 100 Foot Journey. So, right now, let's continue speaking with Simone and Aisha Fig- Fib Key. And, Simone, take it away. Well, we were just talking about the creation of Slugterra, and it seems like Slugterra has become very popular. I mean, you have the TV show, and then there's two movies. Well, I just recently watched the second one, Slugterra Return of the Elementals. So for those who haven't seen Slugterra, what is it about? Um, about Return of the Elementals? Yes. Um, well, without sort of, uh, you know, uh, without kind of spoiling it too much... Uh, it follows the uh, the story of um, of Eli Shane and his new partner Junji, who uh, has introduced him to the uh, wonders of a new type of uh, of uh, combat known as slug fu. Um, Junji's from the Eastern Caverns, and uh, he comes uh, you know he comes to uh, to show. Um, Eli, um, the difference between slug slinging and uh, kung fu, but during their sort of um, sort of brief training of each other, they're called upon um, uh, by um, a the certain good forces that uh, that suggest that um, some of these um, base slugs known as elementals, um, these five slugs that uh, that sort of were the beginning of all slugs. Um, have been captured by some uh, some 
bad force and they're sent off to kind of to try and figure out uh, what's going on. Wow, very well said. And I know in Sogterra there are many different characters, so how did you come up and what was the process of creating these characters? I mean, character... I mean, I guess if you're trying to make a character-driven show, it's the most fun part of it. So most of the character work for all of these, you know, um, the, uh, the Shane gang, the main bad guys, and we did that had to all be done before even the first script was written. So we do usually what's, uh, what's called the television bible, um, which really indicates, you know, all of the main characters, what their motivation is, what they like and what they don't like, um, and uh, it's all done in a written form. Um, and then also the settings, um, you know, their backgrounds. Um, and, you know, then we start working on, uh, on uh, individual sort of designs based on those, um, uh, those kind of bios that are being done. Um, and then we start to find the voice actors who are going to make them come alive. So it's, a, it's, you know, the most interesting part of the process for me. Because um, once that happens, you then have you know these amazing characters who are populating this world that you have uh, that you've created. Wow, seems like a lot. But do you have a favorite character in this movie? Well, I mean, I love all the original ones that we have in there, but I think that there's um, there's a couple new ones, um, and uh, I would say you know Junji is an interesting one that is you know we've sort of introduced this this other hero into the team um, who is you know ultimately uh, introducing uh, Slug Fu to the others, um, and what's cooler than Slug Fu? So uh, he's kind of an interesting one to watch. Uh, there's also without spoiling it, um, a newer, bigger, badder. Um, uh, sort of version of someone in the first season who uh, who shows up in this, um, and Ooh. that's my, <laughs> one of my favorites. Uh, so you have to see the sh the movie in order to know what I'm talking about. And since you've created Subterra, do you relate to any of the characters? Well, um, I suppose you know when you're in the beginning stages you're always putting your experiences and your time into these things uh, and uh, and you basically you know so I mean there's a little bit of, of uh, uh, you know of me and some of the main characters and you know the same thing with the whole creative team who, who've been involved in this and it does take a small army to make one of these things and everyone kinda has their favorite thing and they gravitate towards a certain character um, and so I'd say like you know uh, this cast of characters is coming from a lot of the, uh, you know, the whole creative team here at Nerdcore who've put their uh, their efforts into it. Wow. Well, since this is kids first, what advice would you give to kids who are thinking about pursuing a career in animation? Well, I mean, I think it's, I may be biased, but I think it's the best career to go into by far. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there are so many jobs um, that are, um, you know, available in the kind of the world of creating animation. Um, if you're, you know, into the acting part, there's the voice actor. If you're into drawing, um, you know, there's uh, the designers and character, uh, uh, character leads. Um, if animation's your thing, um, you can either go into character animation or special effects or you can go into modeling to kind of build a lot of the assets. If you're into sound design, you can do that. Um, and uh, if, you know, if you're a director, there's lots of room for that. 
Um, so there's you know plenty of jobs, uh, and if you just kind of like all of those things, um, you can maybe even become a producer. So uh, so it's uh, it's a fun fun thing and uh, fun thing to be in. That's for sure. And and what's better than making shows for kids? Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I had an amazing time. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate the uh, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and be sure to check out Slugterra Return of the Elementals in select theaters today. And don't forget to catch Slugterra, the TV series, on Disney XD. Until next time, this is Simone reporting for Kids First. Well, both of you, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Slugterra, the Elementals. It's available on DVD September 16th, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Kids Star Radio. Kids Star Radio, we empower kids. They're right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. Today, we were talking about the films Guardians of the Galaxy, The 100-Foot Journey, Red Carpet Event, Planes, Fire and Rescue, and Get On Up. We were just interviewing Asif Fibke, uh, the creator of Sugterra, and right now I'm talking with Simone on the Guardians of the Galaxy, Red Carpet. How are you doing, Simone? I'm doing very well. How are you, Kiefer? Fantastic. So, talk about who you met and how the red carpet was for Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, this was my first time going to a red carpet, but I was and I was super nervous, but it actually turned out to be very, very fun. The person I met was, man, let me see if I can pronounce his name correctly, Digimon Husano. <laughs> Something like that. And he was actually very nice, and I had a great time interviewing him. Well, it sounds like you had a fun time, and congratulations on your first red carpet event. Thank you. So, for your first red carpet event, like, how was it for your first time? I mean, was it, I understand you were pretty nervous, but, like, the questions you asked, you, when you heard you were going to this red carpet, what, what were your thoughts on this? I was like, oh my gosh, man, this is amazing. I can't believe. And it was in my favorite part of Florida, which is downtown Disney. I mean, I love going there with my friends. So I was like, wow, I was meant to do this. So, you know, I, I wrote the questions, checked them twice, and <laughs> went up there. We were on a red carpet with all these big people. I mean, a, lo- a local news channel was there, and I was just really nervous. But when he walked up to me, he was a I was the first one that he walked up to, so that made me feel special, and I just took it away, and it just felt good being with, you know, adults. Agreed, and you, you feel like you're part of this community of reporting. It's fantastic to be welcomed in that community. Right. So, I heard that you saw, wait, before I get into that, what was, what kind of questions did you ask, I'm going to butcher his name too, uh... The, the talent that you interview and what was your favorite answer you got from him well well 
I asked him mostly about what he did in this movie, what he did to, to prepare for the movie, and how was it like. And so I asked him, I think, a question about, you know, what was your favorite part or what was most interesting. And he told me that he had to spend three hours doing wow. makeup every day. And I just couldn't believe it. I mean, that's a long time. I don't know how long I could sit in a chair, maybe at most two hours but three and then you know they're doing up his face but when you saw the end you know when you saw what came out of it i was really impressed agree and then isn't he the one who says when starlet says that he, who he is he says who is that yes. the guy that's him okay i thought so and three hours for that kind of makeup i mean i understand that he had like different kind of effects on his face but i judging the other ones i mean three hours for just that wow Right, and you see the others. I mean, one lady was all blue, and you just can't believe how much they put, how much work they put in just to look that good. Well, that's movie magic right there. So I understand that you saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Tell us a little about how much you enjoyed the film and the storyline. I mean, it was so much fun going from meeting the talent right into the theater and watching him. I mean, the audience, we were cheering and clapping when we saw him for the first time and it was just amazing i mean the movie was so funny it was just nice to interact with people and just watch this amazing piece of art great and especially especially with marvel films i always go in there and watch and when i'm watching it i always see a bunch of marvel fans with their t-shirts the comic books the merchandise bringing it into the movie theater it's always great to see great fans right so for the people who don't know the story, which I'm surprised you haven't seen the film, I'll go check it out. It's in theaters now. Tell us the story of this film. Well, it's basically about a man, his name is Star-Lord, and he is a Ravenger, so he takes whatever he wants, and he's just making a life for himself. And one day, um, he steals something that he wasn't supposed to, but no one knows what it does. So, across the galaxy, there's this evil person and he wants to use that item to destroy um, a bunch of planets and just take everything for himself so he sends an assassin to do it and so they meet up they get in this huge fight and when Star-Lord comes to a certain town there is a raccoon and a tree person and they want to capture Star-Lord and send and sell him for money so it's just a bunch of different stories coming together and basically they all get in a big fight for different reasons. They all get arrested. And actually, they meet another person who's wants to kill the person who wants to kill everyone. Yeah. So it's kind of confusing. But they all meet up, they all break out of jail, and they become very good friends. So this unlikely Brady Bunch. Basically. <laughs> well, this sounds, it's a great film. I love the film. Thank you so much for talking about the red carpet event, Guardians of the Galaxy, Simone. Oh, thank you, Kiefer. I had a great time. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and today we're talking about the films Guardians of the Galaxy, Hunter Foot Journey, Red Carpet, Planes, Fire and Rescue, Gearing Up, and we were just interviewing Asif Fibke, the creative Sucktera. Right now, I'm talking with Gabriella on the Hunter Foot Journey Red Carpet event. How are you doing, Gabriella? I'm doing great. What about you? Oh, just enjoying life. So, let's talk about your... Um, the event, the red carpet event at the Hunter Foot Journey, how was the experience going to that event? It was an amazing experience. I actually got to talk to Oprah and Steven Spielberg, and I had so much fun there. Okay, I had a heart attack. 
All right. If we get Jerry Ross back on the show, he's going to totally be jealous. You interviewed Oprah Winfrey and Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg. Can I yeah. get that in writing? Can I get that in writing? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm stunned. So, what were your favorite questions and answers from Steven Spielberg and Oprah Winfrey? I asked Steven Spielberg what makes him decide to produce certain movies and direct others, and he told me that he didn't even know himself. So I was surprised at how modest he was and how quickly he thought of that response. I also asked him and Oprah what message he wants um, everyone who watches this movie to take away from it, and both of them said that people can connect despite their differences in cultures and backgrounds and Steven Spielberg said that there's a lot of cooking and love and a lot of love in cooking well when I was watching this film I totally agree with that because there's a lot of films about food and this film is a great film about people coming together from different sides of cooking mm-hmm. so you've done other red carpet events haven't you? yeah this is my third one did you the third one? So I'm guessing out of all these three, what did you enjoy most out of all of the or out of all three of your red carpet events? Well, at this one, I actually got to talk to Steven Spielberg and Oprah, so that's probably one of my favorite parts of this experience. And um, I also got to talk to the reporters around me. And I felt more confident since I already went through this experience two times before. Mm. Agreed. The more and more times you do it, just the more confident you get. And I'm gu- I would guess this would be one of your favorites because it's Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Definitely. So, so whenever, well, at least I'm on a red carpet, I'm sitting there, I'm waiting, I'm trying to get people to come over and get an interview. When you saw those two... Like, what thoughts were you going ahead? Like, would I get this interview? Would I ever get this interview? Or, like, what thoughts were going through you? I didn't think I'd be able to interview them. Actually, there were so many people crowded around both of them, and there was a representative giving me a dirty look, but I just <laughs> went up to Steven Spielberg and approached him because you only get this opportunity once in a lifetime, and I made sure I got to squeeze in my second question, and I enjoyed hearing from him so much. And the same thing happens with Oprah. Wow. <laughs> well, I always love Steven Spielberg's answers because there's just so many things come out of him that's just on the spot. Like one question he got from a reporter is like, why do you like doing what you do? And he says, I dream for a living. And I'm like, that's so true. So besides Oprah Winfrey and Steven Spielberg, who else did you get to interview? I got to interview um, the producers of the movie too, Juliet Blake and Jeff Skull. I really like talking to Jeff Skull because we bonded over a connection I totally wasn't expecting. He actually studied um, electrical engineering in college and I'm most likely going to study computer science so it was just so funny getting to hear his experiences in the movie and also what he does outside. And I got to talk to a lot of the actors too. Everyone had so much insight and I really enjoyed hearing everyone's different perspective. It's 
always great to have to when you always approach your talent and you have some sort of thing you have in common with that connection with the talent. That's always great. Yeah. And whenever you interview somebody, do you always leave this a conversation or do you think of it just like we're just asking questions? Like what's the best to you? I think it's better to think of it as a conversation because at the end of the day, people are just people. And even if they've been in a movie or they have, um, they're very well known, um, people like to be relaxed and talk to other people and be treated the way they want to be treated. So I think of it as asking them questions more formally, but it's still a conversation. Totally agree. Of course, you get that part of you that just really respects the talent and what they do, and you're just so excited to see them. But also, there's a part in your mind who just has to go, we're professional, we're amongst adults, and we're just, we need to get a, a good interview, or not just interview, but conversation with the talent. And that's so great about this job and what it teaches us. Exactly. So, in this, what with the other people that you meet uh, on during the red carpet? Because of course you're surrounded wall to wall with other fellow reporters. Like who else did you meet um, reporter wise? Reporter wise, I met a woman who um, she works with Ten Ten Wins, and she also has her own magazine about the Hamptons. She founded it herself. I was also next to another woman who works for The Source. And it was just really cool hearing from the both of them because they have so much experience and they were telling me how everything changed over the years. It was very interesting. And I'm glad you had a fun time. I mean, for your third red carpet event, that is an amazing experience. I'm so happy that you're able to go to this. So thank you very much. Gabrielle for telling me about this thank you for having me here so The Hunter Foot Journey is out in theaters right now so please check it out it's a wonderful film let's take a break I'm your host Keeper Blakesley and you're listening to Voice America Kids There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Are you ready to explore the amazing world under the sea? Your host is a certified scuba diver, explorer, he likes to cook, and most of all, he's just a kid like you. You'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on TV, in movies, and even in aquatic parks. You'll learn about all kinds of fish, as well as other sea creatures. We'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more. There's a whole big world under sea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids.
every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune into What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another hey, movie welcome is back coming to Kids up. First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I was just interviewing Gabrielle on a red carpet event at Hunter Foot Journey. We were also reviewing the films Guardians of the Galaxy and interviewing Esef Bibke, the creator of Slug Terror. And we're also talking about the film Planes, Fire and Rescue. And right now, I'm talking with Jaylene on the James Brown biography, Get On Up. How are you doing, Jaylene? I'm good. How are you? As always, fantastic. <laughs> so, um, please tell me a little bit about this story of this film. Well, basically, the story of this movie is all about the life of James Brown, from his poverty to the rise of fame. Everything that happened to him during his journey is in this movie. The people he met, his enemies, everyone. And it is such an amazing and inspiring movie, really. Totally agree. And let me answer that one question about how I was doing. And I will say, I feel good. good. Okay. Um, jokes all aside, let's talk about the main thing that made this film, well, at least for me, Chadwick Boisman's performance. Talk a bit about the main actor. I thought he did so good, and I think you can agree that his accent was spot on. Mm. It, it amazed me. <laughs> and since Chadwick Boisman, I, I first saw him in 42, he played the legendary baseball player, now he's the legendary music um, singer. So... Exactly, yeah. It's a big jump. And did you know that he had absolutely no um, singing or dancing history before this film? Really? Wow, he definitely didn't look like it. (laughs) Nope, the splits, I swear. I don't know how he does it still. (laughs) So the producer of this film, Mick Jagger... Uh, as we know from the Rolling Stones, produced this film, and he is this is his first put producing job, and he wanted this film to be made because they want he wanted the people to know who James Brown was. By the end of this film, did you learn anything about James Brown, or did you find him any more interesting? Oh, absolutely. Actually, I have a confession. I didn't know who James Brown was in the beginning, but after, I felt like I, I knew everything about him, and Mick Jagger producing, producing this film was a really great cause. Like, like people like me that didn't know anything, and now here's the whole life of this amazing singer. Like, I, I like his music. It's really good, and I think he's so talented, and I think it's important for people to know who he was and 
what a great uh, legend he was, too. Agreed. And this year is really getting a lot of um, films about um, musicians. I mean, we got um, Jersey Boys came out. We got um, Get On Up came out. We have a lot more films about musicians coming out. I mean, it seems to be a very um, singing year. So in this, this film... great. I like it. It's really informational. <laughs> yes. But in this film, we have also... We see the personal side of James Brown. Now, of course, we yes, there's flaws and quirks, but did did that make you dislike Bra uh, Ms. Um, James Brown more? Did you make him find even more fascinating? No, it actually made it so much more fascinating. Um, his history, it all had to do with what happened and how it all started. It was a great, really, really great... Um, uh, what's the word? I can't even say it. It's... it's so inspiring, really, how he came from, like, being so, so, so poor, and then his, abu his abusive father and everything, and then he just, he just becomes this amazing singer, and it all just happens in this little order, and it's just really great. I think it's amazing. Agreed, and as we, we mentioned this before on the radio show, but we mentioned that just because someone has his flaws and quirks and we see it on film doesn't mean we dislike the character less. In fact, it makes us love it more because it shows that the character, or the person, is human, like we all are. Exactly, I agree 100%. Now, what would you say your favorite character is in this film? My favorite character definitely is Bobby Bird. Just because of what a loyal friend he was, he was always there for James, even in the times where uh, James like mistreated the band and would not pay them. Bobby was always there for them. He was he was basically James' best friend. He was. Totally agree. That's actually my favorite character because how reliable friend he is. Yeah, it, it, and that's an important character trait. Especially since he's I love the line that he says I why do you put up with him because I still remember the man I met in jail I'm like oh that's so good because they, they have such I a know. good chemistry oh, I know they have so much history together that it's it's great it's he's such a great friend you're listening to Voice America Kids Network I'm your host Keith Blakesley and today we're talking about the films Guardians of the Galaxy The Hundred Foot Journey Red Carpet Event Planes Fire and Rescue and we were interviewing Asif Fipke, the creator of Slug Terror. Right now, I was talking with Jaylene on Get On Up and how her favorite character is Bobby Bird and how a loyal a friend he is and how they have great history together and it's just a great character and we love this movie so much. So, what would you say the moral of this whole film? Hmm, that's a tough one because there's so like there's so many, but. Definitely, it has to be like, don't give up on your dreams, of course. I mean, as cliche as it is, it's so true. I mean, you, you'd never think that someone that came from his history and background would turn out as big as he actually did. And it's because he never gave up. No matter how tough it was, he never gave up. There was police that came on his stage in the middle of the show because people were rioting, and he still didn't stop. That's, it's so important. <laughs> No, he kept on going. He paused for a moment, saying, like, everyone gets off the stage. But other than that, he just kept on going, playing the music. Yep, exactly. I love his philosophy for music. It's just how much music, if, if, um, I love the line, God gave ears. And if you, if it sounds great, then it must be, then don't let your, don't let, um, sorry, how's it go? 
Oh, if you, if, if you Eagles think it sounds good, are you defying God? I mean, that's pretty. It's a great line how he's he's pretty much arguing with the brand band. Oh, I know. That was so amazing to me. It was so funny, too, because when the guy was like, oh, um, that's not how it's supposed to be played or something. And he's like, does it sound good? And the guy's like, well, yeah. And then he's like, then it must be good. <laughs> now, what about the storyline? I understand it goes in chronological order, but sometimes it goes um, it, it goes out of chronological order. It goes from him to an adult to him as a kid to him as a young. I mean, do you feel like the story flowed? I did think the story fl uh, like flowed. It was a little bit like confusing at sometimes, like especially in the beginning for people like me. Like I didn't know who James Brown was, and then it was just this man in a green suit walking to this place. But then it goes all the way back to his childhood, and then in the end, you understand what he was doing. So you just yeah, I, it's a little confusing, but in the end, it just it works out perfectly, and it makes total sense, and it's great. Now see, well, I thought the most the only thing that really confused me, like totally really I didn't know what's going on is when he's stopped by the police and when he comes out of the truck and he's a kid now as a writer I know they make symbolic images but I don't I, I didn't find what that image was supposed to be like he's back to a kid he's back to being in trouble I didn't know what that was meant for the writer oh yeah I remember that scene because I was kind of confused with that scene too but I don't know, maybe because he had such a troubled childhood, that's why they wanted to flash it back, because maybe he wanted his innocence back, so they fl like they flashed it black. There's many, many reasons for why they, they, done, they did that. Uh, producers are really creative when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> I like what you said there, he wants his innocence back. Yeah. I, I, yeah. No, 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 go on. Well, I just was thinking, well, maybe he's getting in trouble as an adult and they want to flash it back because maybe he wants to be a kid again maybe he liked it when everything was so was so easy even though his childhood wasn't easy being a kid is and at the time when he was getting in trouble with the police he was um having so much trouble that's how he went to jail and everything that's the start of it hmm. interesting way of looking at it that's always great to hear <laughs> Yeah. Now, what would you say the age range for this film is? Oh, I definitely thought the age range was like 13 and older. There was a couple scenes in there. <laughs> definitely. Um, but but it is a great movie. It's really like inspiring and educational. It well, you learn a lot from it. But Thanks. yeah, it's definitely it it's uh, guided towards an older audience, teenagers, adults, especially like older people that know who James Brown was and his music, and I think they'll love that. I'm glad you enjoyed the film. Thank you so much for talking about Get On Up with me, Jaylene. Thank you. Um, this film is in theaters now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. 
We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we have just finished speaking to Jaylene about Get On Up. We are reviewing the film 100 Foot Journey. So right now we are speaking with Shelby about 100 Foot Journey. Thank you for joining us today, Shelby. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Brianna. Yeah, it's, I, it's nice to talk to you. I don't, I don't feel like, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a, in a little bit. So it's nice to talk to you. So please <laughs> tell us about it. nice to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> so please tell us about the plot line because I have been dying to see this film. Um, hundred hundred foot journey is about um an Indian cook um, who wants to um, become a successful chef, and he's in uh, France. So that's basically the plot line. But the movie isn't all about food. Um, there's a lot of things that are talked about. There's love, of course. Um, and there um the main I would say the main thing about this movie is um having people. Um, right there, uh, supporting you and um, cheering you on to pursue your dreams. So that's that's basically like the sum up of the movie. It's like sum up in five words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when you do something that's important to you or important to other people, you do need support. So I'm glad that that is like the main not not message so much, but I'm glad that's like the main plot line. So Helen Mirren who plays Madame Mallory, um, is an actress in this film, obviously. So how do you think she did in portraying her character? Um, she's, she's my favorite character. And, you know, Helen, she is an amazing actress. Yes, and this, <laughs> yeah. And, um, this character is very complex because she can't, um, she, she tries not to show her true feelings, and she's just, she's so mysterious, and there's so many things that you get to figure out about her along the movie, but um, everyone thinks she's so mean, but really, you know, she she has a heart, and um, I I love those types of characters, and it's it's not easy playing someone um, pretending to hate somebody when really you actually like them. Yeah, it's just like, like, my, I guess, philosophy would be, um, not, no, no person is, is, see, I forgot it, but it's written down, but it's like, <laughs> no person is hateful by nature, there it is, no person is hateful by nature, no one ever is born with hatred stuck in their heart, because it's just, I feel like it's impossible, so, Either something happened or that person doesn't want to show it because of what the result will be. But I just feel like no one is hateful at nature. So 
it's good that she she hides who she is, but but people see her as one way, but she's actually another. Because if they have a character that all she does is hate people, it's like, well, you're boring because you only do one thing. So exactly, yeah. So how do you feel about the length of the film? Is it too short or is it too long? Well, it depends. Um, it can be. For some people, it was way too long because they uh, didn't eat anything, and um, there are a lot. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of shots um, yeah. where they're showing food, and it. Oh my gosh, it looks so good. And even though I had like a, a piece of pizza before I watched the movie, I was still hungry throughout the whole entire film. But um, I think that the length of the film, um, it's it's a great length. I mean, it's two hours and like seven minutes or so. I think it's I think it's good because it shows like the whole entire um, plot line and I feel like the director didn't leave out the most important things and I feel that when people watch the movie, they won't look at the time, they'll look more at the story and um, what he's trying to tell people and how this story can be so inspiring to others to, you know, pursue their dreams and go for it, even though people might say, you, you're terrible. <laughs> yeah, would, would you, just the way you said it, but would, would, would you say, like, that, would that be the message, like, um, to just keep at your dreams and no matter what anyone else says, just keep going? I would... I would say yes, and also pursue your dreams, but be with the people you love the most, because you might be successful, you might have fame, and you might be rich, but it doesn't mean anything if you don't have anyone to share it with. True. That was deep. That was deep right there. <laughs> You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we're reviewing the film, 100 Foot Journey. So right now, let's continue speaking with Shelby about 100 Foot Journey, and we were just talking about how deep her, <laughs> what she just said was. It was very, very deep. And we were just speaking about how the, um, how the message was, was re really great, how to stay with the people you love most. So that's just a recap. So, Shelby, how many stars do you give this film? I give this film, you know, I give it four and a half stars out of five. And why is that? Um, I, you know, it's a great film, but I just feel like that um, there, there's, there's like a little part missing from the film that can make it even stronger, and... Um, it's, it's a great film, and I recommend everyone to see it. I, I loved it. I, my family loved it, too. It's just, I don't know, there was just that little spark that was that would put the icing on the cake, I guess. <laughs> I totally get what you're saying. Some films aren't, I mean, they're great, and nothing is wrong with them, but it's like, ah, what do you think that, what do you think it was missing? Hmm, I... Oh my gosh! Um, was it more adventure? Was it was it more romance? Was it more food? Because food's always good. <laughs> um, I would say that I think that I would like to see a little bit more um, backstory on um, the characters, um, especially more about the main characters, especially um, Madame 
Mallory, um, I feel like her role is very important, and I feel like she should she should have had more a little bit more time for us to um, get to know the real her. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Sometimes it's like the it's a great film, but you just wish you knew a little bit more about her. So, and backstory also like connects with how they deal with things because she may deal with something, but then it's like. You don't know why she's dealing with it that way. You don't know why why she does the way she does things. So, um, what is the age range of this film? Age range. Um, I would say eleven to eighteen. Mhm. And why is that? Um, because I just feel like younger kids wouldn't really. Um, I think that they would like the film, but I don't think they would appreciate it because they're not as mature and they don't really get um, what it's like to. Um, to go through like a roller coaster of feelings about um, someone um, not supporting you and then um, feeling down about it because this is your talent and your passion and you really want to make it and somebody just tells you no and then you keep going and keep pushing and I think that the older crowd gets it because they've been through it. Yeah, I, I do understand that because it's like you're, it's like you're nine, and you only have nine years of, of life on the earth, so you don't have that many experiences, so I totally understand what you're saying. Well, Shelby, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about 100-Foot Journey. Thank you. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I'm glad we rekindled. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me too. Yes, yes. It's in theaters now, so please check it out, and please look for our reviews on the Huffington Post. We're in the teens section, and our blog is called Kids First. Thanks so much for joining with us today. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. My name is Brianna Hope Beaton from Kids First Coming Attractions and you are listening to Kids Star Radio. Kids Star Radio, we empower kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. Hello, my name is Cynthia Marie from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kids Star album of the month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Bus Stop Blues. Woke up this morning, turned on the radio and catch the news. Weatherman said, It's really cold outside. Last night that north wind came roaring through. He said, It's 10 degrees, but with that wind whipping around, it feels like it's about minus 2. So I'm standing on the corner, my face it hurts, my feet are froze. Standing on the corner, my face it hurts, my feet are froze. There's a lot of kids out here with me, but I can't tell who they are, cause we all got on 12 pairs of clothes.
Can't feel my fingers, can't feel my toes, can't feel a part of me down inside these freaking clothes. Well, now I'm standing on the corner, shaking from my head down to my shoe. Someday I'm gonna get myself a car, drive away these bus stops. Yeah, someday I'm gonna get myself a car, drive away these bus stops. With chinchilla seats and fuzzy dice and no yellow line painted on the floor that says do not stand forward this yellow line my car is in motion baby and a heater and a girl but till then I got those old freezing bear cold bus stop The Kid Star Album of the Month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends all musical proceeds Neil Brewer and friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to a muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kidstar website, www.kidstar.org. <laughs> 